Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. True Detective Night Country is not over. It premieres on January 14th, but we are just getting started here on Post Show Recaps. My name is Grace, and today we're kicking off our coverage of True Detective by breaking down our history with the show, what we know about the upcoming season four, and what it's all about. Of course, I'm not alone. First, I'm here with Jess Sterling. Jess, how are you doing? Hi, super excited to be here. I can't wait to be an amateur detective. Very fun. We're also here with Dr. Amanda. Dr. Amanda, how are you doing? Good. I'm all wrapped up in my parka, and I'm ready to go to Alaska. So exciting. Yeah. Second uh, murder mystery set in a cold environment, Jess, that we're talking about in like the span of a couple months. I know. I just feel like it's the season, though. You know what I mean? When it's January and it's chilly outside where I live, I like to be in that environment. Yes. Mm -hmm. That, too. I mean, (laughs) when you think about it. Uh-huh. That sounds like a terrible idea, actually. I'm like, you can't really, because like the the cold will preserve the body, and the snow will just melt, and you'll find it. Yeah, so it seems like actually a terrible time for murder. Yeah, it seems like the opposite time you want to murder, Doctor. Right, murder. and it's true that actually, um, murder rates are higher in warm weather climates. Oh. So that might be the reason that we're Is so that fascinated the by these cold weather murder. Yes, it's true. Literacy rates are higher in cold climates and murder rates are higher well that makes sense though because climate. you stay inside and read stay instead inside of and go read. outside and murder and kill each other the two, exactly. the and two I mean, choices <laughs> and to be honest the hotter it gets the more i want to murder people so that makes exactly sense yeah. yeah true Soul tracks. all right well i'm excited we're here to chat about true detective season four a bit of our, our kickoff a preview for the two podcasts that we'll be doing uh, i'll be on both of them um and you and i are going to chat immediately after the episode and do an episode recap and then jess you and i will do a deep dive each week hopefully with a bevy of guests along the way uh make sure you subscribe postrecaps.com slash true detective that's not all that uh we're doing here covering true detective because mike bloom and latonya starks will also be chatting through season four comparing it to season one on the return of the versus pod which is very uh exciting i'm excited to, to listen to i haven't done the review 
revisiting of season one. I know uh, you just recently watched it, Jess, so it should be fun to hear Mike Bloom and Latonya Starks compare the two, put them against each other. Definitely. I think um, we're, we're completely no spoilers here. So no worries if you're like, I'm going to check this podcast out and see what True Detective is all about. Maybe it's something I'm interested in. I won't spoil you on anything. But what I will say is, I think that across the three seasons that have currently like, already aired, season one is usually the one people point to as like, this is the best. This is incredible mm-hmm. uh, for the scene setting, like specifically the location and just like the general vibes of the show, not to mention Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey's incredible performances. Um, so I'm really excited to kind of see how, and I I believe if I'm not mistaken, if my memory doesn't fail me now, that the first season was in Louisiana. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's going to be such an interesting comparison to compare. Hot season, and cold. Yeah, yeah. Hot and cold. Fire and ice, baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're going to chat through our, our sort of thoughts, uh, our history with the show. Um, we have many other podcasts here on Buzzer Recaps. You can also find, uh, the link to subscribe at pushrecaps.com slash subscribe and you can subscribe. I'm having a tough time saying subscribe. <laughs> Uh, saying it a lot of times. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Sub- I was secretly poisoned. Before the yeah. Podcast. Break Sub- it up subscribe. into the two. Ch- Sub cool. and scribe. <laughs> yeah. We were just talking language before mm-hmm. the pods. Uh, yeah. Subscribe. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be in sub-zero weather. See? Oh, perfect. Yeah, perfect. how you'll remember <laughs> <laughs> um, To subscribe to this podcast as well as any other that we're doing here on Post Show Recaps. Um, yeah. I'm very excited. Season four uh, returning. A bit surprisingly, I think the show sort of snuck up on us it's been i hate this that the last season was in 2019 which means five years ago wow i don't like that i stopped counting years a while ago grace i I Uh encourage everyone to do the same i know we just celebrated a new year but you don't need to pay attention to the numbers the glasses stopped working that well after 2000 anyway (laughs) there's a really good twitter meme of a guy who's uh 3d printing many versions of the 2024 glasses very good if you haven't checked it out Mm -hmm. yeah there's also a twitter meme that was like you know anything before like 24 12 is like nostalgia and then it's like basically a bunch of years are just 2016 <laughs> and then it was like covid yeah and i think we're still in that we're one. still That's there That's yeah yeah um, um but but jody foster gonna is basically the the headline here had a little bit of a breakout in 2023 um supporting role in in naiad which i think she's like i don't think she's quite in the running for best supporting actors i think she should be but um yeah um jess you recently knowing the true detective was was coming you have been binging some of true detective yes so i will say i watched all of season one and i was like great this is cool i'm into it this is pretty incredible television i'm enjoying everything about this i messaged you grace and i was like this is incredible this is the best show and you're like how far in are you and i'm like i just finished season one you're like yes hit me up when you get to season two (laughs) um and i did and the problem with season two that i had was I just, it didn't click with me. It's very different. This is an anthology series in case you are really, really unaware of what yeah, the show is. Um, and so season two comes back and it's an entire new cast of characters, an entire new location. We're in LA, obviously very a, a similar LA, uh, but not Louisiana. LA is in Los Angeles. And it's a, it's a very different vibe. And there's a lot of characters in season two. And I don't know if that's the reason it didn't quite connect with me or if the, the writing had changed. There was just something that wasn't clicking with me with season two. And to be honest, 
if you're new here and you don't know the amount of podcasting I do, more more importantly, the amount of t- television watching I do, um, I really have to protect my peace at a certain point and just stop and give up on things because I have too much to watch to like dedicate a lot of time to things that I'm not enjoying. Jess Sterling is the most prolific binger of television that That's I've ever encountered in my life. I watch a lot of TV. And so I gave up on season two halfway through because it just wasn't clicking with me. Uh, I jumped into season three not knowing a ton about it, but I loved season three. In fact, my spicy take might be that, like, I enjoyed season three maybe a little bit better than season one. And we might be able to point to, like, Mahershala Ali as, like, the only sole reason for that because he's absolutely so incredible that he stole the show in season three. So my recommendations would be to, like, if you're completely new to the show and you have no idea what you're getting into – I would start with season one and see if it like tickles your fancy. If it's something that's intriguing to you, I would say it's like not really. I don't know. Grace, would you call this like a murder mystery? Because it kind of is, but that's not really the point of the it, show, I would say. I, I don't know if I would classify it as as um, murder mystery because I'm, I think the thing with a murder mystery is that you get this ensemble and it's like, you know, everybody in the room together, the manor, the right. house are on the boat. And then one of those people dies and everybody's a suspect. Everybody has a motive. This is way more. It's true detective. It's it's like, you know, fictionalized true crime. I guess it's crime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's it's like I mean, it's it, it's. I think that so I my history with the show is I only watched the first season. I watched it when I was when it originally aired. I'm sort of like a Sunday night HBO, like basic bitch, like anything that's on Sunday night <laughs> HBO. I'm like, oh, I should watch this. And then and and you know, Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson were great in that season. Um, the genre, I think, I mean, it's a like police drama. I yeah. think the yeah. the what what works the best about season one and not having seen seasons two and three um i i can't speak to that but i think that what this new season seems to be returning to is that it was really like the relationships and the personal histories of the two detectives of the woody harrelson and matthew mcconaughey character that i think like drove what was so effective about season one was like kind of going into the psychology and the relationship of those two men who are solving this murder. Um, And again, like the fact that it was in a very specific setting and it kind of like evoked that place of Louisiana and what some of the history was there. And even some sort of not to spoil anything, but like perhaps mysticism, perhaps not like, I feel like that, it's something that Alaska being a very different setting, but could also have some sort of the um, place itself becoming its own kind of character. And we can talk a little bit more about what we know about the setting. Um, but I think that that's really like less of the delight being from solving the murder and having these misdirects and being like surprised. I do feel like the success of the show relies a little bit more on the character drama. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. I think it's it's much more a drama than, you know, sort of the, you know, a lot of the murder mysteries end up being like, I think modern day ones feel much more like fun romps. Yeah. Uh, Who done it? Yeah. This yeah. Isn't that is not that. This is, and often like pr- pretty dark too, uh, mm-hmm. at sometimes, both from, you know, it, the idea of, and this is not a new concept, but you're, you're looking at the, these like homicide detectives who, yeah, are faced with, figuring out who murdered someone and and you know 
how does one person who you know how do you end up there how do you end up mm -hmm. being somebody who wants to um uh, you know look at what happened and look at all the the information try to figure out um who who had done it so uh, not a who done it but basically just said yeah it. more like mm -hmm. psych more like a psychological yeah. thriller than like a, a a farcical murder mystery type of yeah. like you like like right. less only murders in the building and more like i don't like the zodiac killer or something like that uh, yeah completely um yeah. i think the thing that's so interesting about the show, it is that it's an anthology and it is sort of does fit in with like prestige HBO television, certainly to the point where, you know, if you look at a lot of the stuff that we often break out coverage for, it, it is uh, it is an HBO Sunday Night Darling. This one has such a fantastic first season and then comes back for season two and is critically panned. And I was really interested just to see if that was you know, sort of like looking back, you know, it comes out, uh, season one is 2014 immediately comes back in 2015 with season two. Although noticeably this is, that was the only time the show has not aired basically in January. So mm -hmm. it aired originally in January of 2014 and then came back about a year and a half later in June of 2015. And, but seemingly from, you know, your one anecdotal perspective, like did not have kind of the quality mm. of season one. Right. And then we're, returns to form with season three but it was almost like hbo i feel like i don't know if this is true but they were like okay just just leave it <laughs> it's just like okay we like ended it was good don't touch it don't to just leave it and then suddenly they're like mm, actually maybe jody foster could touch it and go to alaska and that could be fun so you yeah. know uh it's it's such an interesting and again because it's the anthology it's almost like that the reason that the second season doesn't work for any of the reasons it doesn't work it almost the fact that it's anthology for season three is not like, well, I saw the season, then they ruined it. It's just like fresh slate, right? Like it's like, it's yeah, you hit the reset out. button every time you, you start a new season because you get fresh characters, fresh location, fresh vibes. Right. And so I think it's so interesting that now we're, you know, we're going to Alaska, we're going to a cold winter climate and it's, and not only that, but something that I certainly noticed in season one um, and honestly kind of all the seasons, but uh, the the cast is mostly male and mm -hmm. um usually grace you know me like if i'm getting a strong uh, female cast i'm usually like hands in the air like more way more likely i'm gonna give it even a try and also more likely i'll enjoy it and this season that's what we're in for we're in for like a massive treat when most of the time we're looking at either two male leads or as in the case of season two, you kind of have a mix with like male dominated still um, season four. I'm really excited because we're getting a really strong showing from the female side of things. And that gets me really excited to see what we're going to get, um, especially with, like you said, Jodie Foster. It's going to be really, really exciting to see more women involved in this season. Granted, they're looking for a bunch of men, but like that's totally cool because the men are dead. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's nice to see the women, like, instead of being, like, mutilated and tossed in a corner somewhere, actually having speaking roles for once in one of these crime yeah. dramas. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The other thing in this whole season, I think we believe uh, at least the first six episodes are all directed by uh, Issa Lopez. Um, and the first two episodes are written by Issa Lopez rather than uh, Nick uh, Pizzolatto, who's um, mm-hmm. wrote every episode of season one. And then it's sort of like scattered throughout basically every other episode. Um, so I think that's interesting. The, the piece that I saw, you know, just to dive into the trailer a bit, we sort of teased. Um, but it, yeah, it is set in Alaska. And we're going to follow Jodie Foster, who's this detective, uh, Liz Danvers, and then um, Evangeline Navarro, played by uh, Kali Reyes. And they're going to investigate the disappearance of eight men um, who disappear from an, an Arctic research station with basically yeah, and this- like... This yeah. is like based apparently like semi inspired by a real thing that happened in Russia in the 1950s, oh, wow. where yeah. like apparently uh, nine hikers who were apparently like expert hikers were just inexplicably found dead. And it wasn't very obvious, like what happens to them which of course leads the rumor mill to churn and churn and churn and be like aliens monsters mm-hmm. bigfoot um so i'm really excited that like obviously i think it's best when something pulls like out a thread of something that's you know semi true and then just goes off with it so i'm hoping that's what we're gonna get in this season yeah and i think the i mean you talked about how season one sort of weaves together these two interesting characters and our, our lead detectives, mm-hmm. but then puts them in this sort of world of Louisiana, which does have, you know, this Cajun uh, vibe. And there's this like the mystical supernatural piece. Yeah. Judging from the trailer of uh, season four, uh, I do think that there is um, some in, um, like indigenous representation this mm-hmm. season um that i think um is you know you think about people who live in in alaska obviously there's this arctic research station but um the people who are indigenous whether or not they're like um inuit or or um, just indigenous peoples mm-hmm. um from the north um and there's such a like um i feel it's not true but like a real crime um history to to uh, I, I suspect potentially some like, you know, missing and murdered indigenous women. It's a big mm-hmm. um, thing in Canada, especially in uh, places that are are cold. That is like some uh, a lot of history of um, they're, they're people who go missing. They don't get investigated. Um, uh, people choose them as victims because they know that 
there will not be um, attention drawn to them if they do that. Um, so I don't know if that's exactly where we're going. That's the first like instinct I had yeah. on there. But I'm I'm so intrigued by yeah. You know, we talked about the, they've set the the show in three warm climates, and now suddenly we're going up to the Arctic, uh, up to yeah. Alaska. No. Yeah, I think that that's definitely part of this premise that I find intriguing. I think that you're right, Grace, that there is like the opportunity for drawing on the, um, you know, the native and indigenous past of the place and the people who still live there to do some social commentary on on victims and like the nature of how law enforcement deals with that. I also think that um, it's really fascinating to think about like from the standpoint of thinking of this as a psychological thriller and like setting this in a place during, I think, the long night period yeah. when they actually don't have sunrise and there yes. is going to be like several days in the in the course of the show where they're going to kind of be in this internal night and using that as this backdrop to sort of heighten the sense of dread and danger. I find that really fascinating. I know that um Dostoevsky, who set a lot of his novels and short stories in Siberia, where he could play with like the white knights, um, where there is no sunset. Like, I think that that's just a kind of like fascinating psychological device to think what that does to characters to be in this kind of state where they have an uninterrupted, uninterrupted day or uninterrupted night. Um, and then again, like having the detectives at the heart of the storytelling be women having the the writing and uh, production be like a female driven team. I think that that adds something that's new and fresh to like, let's, let's face it. Like these crime dramas can often be copaganda. And so at least if you can sort of sprinkle a little something else in terms of social commentary into it, I'm going to be more likely to be interested in seeing something fresh from that perspective. Totally mm -hmm. agree, especially when we have, uh, Grace, you mentioned it earlier, Issa Lopez uh, writing and co-producing, as well as uh, Jodie Foster being on the producing team as well. So, like, I, I love when we're obviously, you know, we're getting a bunch of female characters, but we know that there are women as well behind the scenes helping create and write and produce this product that we're getting because – Obviously, you need the representation, the representation both on and behind the screen as well. So that's really exciting to me. And yeah, obviously the 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 title, right? True Detective Night Country. I have to imagine that uh, they're gonna at least somewhat be set in the time uh, of year where the North Pole is kind of in like darkness for a, a bunch of months straight. So that you like, couldn't pay me to go there. You could not. Pay me. <laughs> I'm such a baby about. Well, it. you hate space, which is a dark place, I hate Amanda. Space. So this oh. that, that's one of the reasons I hate space. It's dark. But like I mean, you know, it's a it, right now we're in the time of year where it starts to get dark around like 5 p.m. and I hate it. Like I can't imagine every day getting up. better. Every day now getting a little bit better every we had day. The yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but what a miserable, what a miserable way to live. And then also, I can't imagine thinking about the logical implications of having to do police work and detective work in complete darkness. That seems impossible, right? And mm -hmm. the atmospheric setting, I just, I'm so excited to see what the show can do, knowing how well they can set scenes in and around the locations they're filming. And obviously they, I think they filmed in Iceland. It's, you know, but it yeah. takes place in Alaska. Um, but like generally like the vibes, I'm just so excited for like spooky, cold, icy vibes. Um, it's a kind of a, almost exactly what I would 
it sounds weird that I would need it this time of year when it's so cold, <laughs> but it feels like the right time of year mm-hmm. to get something like this. I mean, I mean, you say you wouldn't want to live there never in your, you know, wild measure, but there might be gold up there. So I think, I think there's still, right. There's go. still gold, right. That's what there's gold in them. There hills. There, I know. I almost said it. And then I was like, is that about Alaska? Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> um, I do think a difference. I, I do think season, the earlier seasons have much more of, of, they do have that like psychological threat. I do think that will be here. But one thing I've heard from people who have been able to watch this is that this season has a pretty um, significant horror theme to mm. it. Um, Jess, I can't recall. Are you, you did, I know you watched some horror movies in the discord over the course of Halloween um, or the month leading up to, 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 to Halloween until spooky season. Are you typically a horror person? No, I would say I've gotten much better with it as I've gotten older. Um, I've, I've gotten used to the fact that like, if I want to be aware of what's going on and like, like to watch some of like this really impressive media that's out there, I kind of have to get over it a bit. I would say I, I enjoy slashers and thrillers more than I enjoy, uh, grotesque horror, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. And Mm -hmm. I'm not as big of a fan of jump scares. So I really hope I don't this show usually isn't like that. I hope it continues with that because like it's gonna be stark and spooky. Like I don't need a jump scare along with it, you know? Well, we'll see. This is the this is what we've heard, Amanda, that this this season has a much has more of a horror tint than the others. Uh-huh. No. Um, no, that I mean I think that that's I think that that's interesting. I think season one had like a little bit of yeah. that. Um, so this it'll be interesting to see how that that's woven in. Um to this season um i do want to say about season one i think that the true detective theme song is like one of the best theme songs in the history of all of television well i yeah it's good it's really good it's really good it is really good yeah um you have a take on that? I, think yeah. they, I think they change it from season to season don't they I think that is true for the setting. Yeah. I was just going to say, so I'm interested also to see what they do with it for yeah. season four. Like I love a, a show that's willing to, to change their theme song along mm-hmm. with the setting. I feel like it, it sets the mood. That's like the yeah. entire point. The, of the wire song, right? did that in a really fun way. Oh, yeah. A do top you know tier, top, top tier, Amanda. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I do feel like we watch uh, we watch uh, every week. We, we watch another show just on full spoiler recaps. And then we put the, theme songs into a tier list of uh, the top being un- unskippable um i do kind of feel like we've i complain a lot when like a, a theme comes when i'm watching a new show and then the theme comes on and it's basically the same version of like the crown or rings of power or like what like severance was like the mm. exception it was like oh this is br- like brilliant it tells me it's so unique but tells me exactly what the show is about as long as you go like wow but i do love the version of shows where was it like uh weeds did this and the leftovers have done this everyone where the leftovers was every season was the same song but different artists is that uh, and that's what the wire does too that's what the wire, that's what the wire is weeds yeah. used to have a theme song they had the like little, little boxes, boxes yeah you know, on the hills and then side. they did covers of it didn't they I yeah think. then they they no. would change it and it, yeah it was i really love that as well something where it's like okay it's i recognize the song but the vibe is different yes. and the vibe is what we're like this the vibe mm-hmm. is notably something that is like so integral to this show you right. need yeah. the vibe. So and I season one was a very like languid Southern vibe. It was almost like a better version of like House in the Rising Sun. But like, so like I I would be interested to see how we set the Alaskan vibe. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, let's talk a little bit about the cast. How we, I mean, 
bit of a redundant question about how we feel about Jodie Foster um, coming back to her television screens. Uh, Jodie Foster fans. I mean, amazing. She's yeah. she's royalty. She's one of the best of the best. I mean, she's ever since Paper Moon when she was like six years old. She's just been like an yeah. incredible staple of film. I mean, she's she's such a draw for this season. Um, I'm very excited to see Jodie Foster leading this cast. Sam, I think for me, the thing that I was Jodie Foster to me was like this was who like was out but not out as a mm-hmm. as an actress. I have so much like, you know, for people she basically had to do like a wink and a nod coming out of like there's people like, well, she never said she was gay in her speech or lesbian, but she's like with a woman for forever. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of uh, love that um, she's getting a little bit of a, a renaissance. I mean, she's kind of always been like working basically. I think she's like a little bit like been sporadic the last few years, but I really love Jodie Foster. Yeah. And she took her. some time, like, dur- like a little bit more behind the camera than in front of the camera. Yes. What, so, what were we watching? That she, uh, she tales from the loop. Uh, we we watched it as part of the dark coverage, and she she just shows up and she directs the last episode, which was like by far and away the best episode of the wow. show. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, Jodie Foster just like I mean, I'm looking at her IMDb, and it's like kind of wild. Like the, she's just in everything. Like she's everywhere always. Like you were saying, Grace. There's like barely any breaks in her career. Um, so I'm excited to have her as the lead because I feel like we we needed a really strong actor in that lead role. Um, especially I just I don't know. I'm excited. It's gonna be great. I think it's gonna be fun. And I mean, especially like the rest of this, Christopher Eccleston. Like, are you kidding? We're we're watching yeah, Christopher. Th- this is incredible. Yeah, we're gonna get a, one of the doctors showing showing up on this the show. I'm really excited about Fiona Shaw, who um, uh, yeah was in uh, the Harry Potter series. Uh, more recently, was in Andor, uh, Fleabag, Killing Eve. Uh, kind of like shows up just in a bunch of stuff. Really like Fiona Shaw. I'm so intrigued um, by uh, I think it's Callie uh, Rees yeah. Rez. Uh, I literally just pulled up the pronunciation and and then butchered it. Um, but such an interesting like is a former professional boxer um, turned actor. So um, a pretty fun hasn't been in a ton of stuff other than the, the, the ring, Um, but getting uh, the ring being uh, a boxing ring, not the movie, (laughs) the ring, Um, but has, I think this is like her third thing she's, she's acted in um, and is getting pretty good reviews for, for true text. Kind of a fun co-lead to cast here uh, alongside Jodie Foster. Yeah. I kind of, I like the idea that this is going to be like a foil to Jodie Foster a younger woman like obviously like also very tough she's a boxer um i think that she that the actress has um native american descent so i don't know if she's going to represent like the indigenous population in that area but i think that there's a lot of interesting contrasts to draw on and i think that like you know she looks like somebody who can absolutely stand up to uh being a co-star with jodie foster so i'm excited to see their chemistry yeah, me too. Um, anything else about one of the notable things? It's I, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it's only six episodes as it opposed is. to the show's yeah. typical eight episodes. Yep. Um, which I I don't mind. I don't I don't think. Uh, I, you know, we we shall see. We will judge it after we've watched all. Six. We will judge it the whole way through. Um, but we'll also then judge <laughs> it at judging. the end. Yeah, at the end to decide whether or not six episode makes sense. Uh, my immediate reaction is that like if Issa Lopez is like, there's not enough here for eight episodes, but there is for six. Cool, good, fine. Uh, but we'll we'll see. But uh, notably, it's two episodes shorter. So yeah. we wrapped up in about a month and a half. 
Yeah, the only other thing that I I do want to point out in in terms of like format of the show is often they'll play with time in terms of we'll we'll kind of flash backwards and forwards in time. Um, And so I'm really intrigued to see how that's addressed in this show, considering the fact that we have a bunch of dead hikers, right? Like, are we going to get flashbacks to when they were alive and kind of Mm -hmm. what led up to their death? I'm wondering if that's where some of these male characters come in. I know nothing beyond I know who the two lead female detectives are i don't know what any other roles you know who these people are playing in any of these roles so i'm intrigued to see how they're going to incorporate that into season four because it's often used in the first three seasons we i think like even in season three we got like three different timelines so i would be really intrigued i think the show um usually usually uh makeup and costuming department is really wonderful with aging up and down our our characters so i'm intrigued to see how they're going to do that if they're going to do that that season i imagine they will because it's it's just a staple of the series Mm -hmm. so far yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I, you know, I think that this is like these anthology format shows are um, a really great way for like a, a, a different type of storytelling. Like not everything has to be like a multi-season arc. Like, you know, we've talked about a lot of our favorite shows that did that over multiple seasons. But I think that in this landscape where there's so much TV and there's probably like getting, you're not going to, you might not get Jodie Foster to do five seasons of television, but you'll get her to do six episodes of a great show. That's like a little bit more than you want in a movie and maybe a little bit less than you can stretch over multiple seasons. Like the white Lotus is start is having great success with the anthology format. There's obviously um, other examples of shows that have run multi multiple seasons with the anthology. So just as we're looking at how TV is changing now, you know, in the aftermath of the strike and some other developments and the streaming wars and how the streaming landscape is changing. Like, I think it's nice to see how these anthology shows are finding a, a niche and looking to the ones that do it well as a possible model for success for other uh, endeavors. Yeah, I, I I I like it in the sense that it gives some finality to to stories that we're not. You know, um, we love mystery box shows here on on Poster Recast. Then we get so worried. You're like, okay, it's going to come back, but like, can they answer everything that they set up? Like, you know, how much of a plan do they have? They have this whole you know six episode series, and we're going to get to see it and and watch it, and then yeah. that. And how much of that end. is like beyond creative control because the show gets canceled or an actor right. leaves? So it's like it's right. nice to know that like. When the creative can have as much control in this kind of um, more circumscribed format, like they can really hopefully uh, land the plane in a satisfying way. I I also do feel like there's this notion, I I think more and more that these shows are kind of nice for people, especially in our community where people watch so much TV um, that we had like basically... Uh, over a hundred people fill out ten TV shows that they watch. That, that those are just the ones they liked the most. Um, like my, I don't know if my parents watched ten TV shows this past year. Mm-hmm. Um, the amount of people who will come in, just we've had it where, like, on a show that we're doing a full spoiler recap, people are like, can I jump in on that? Can I? Can I watch? Do I have to watch anything before? I'm like, yeah. no, no, you can. Like Fargo is the same way. That I think people like kind yeah. of appreciate this. Like, there's a little bit of this. Like, oh, I don't. You know, the, the Marvelification of the world. The last year's like, I don't have to watch 17 movies before I go watch the new right. one in theaters. And it's like, I guess I like I don't have to watch the first. Honestly, you said earlier, like your recommendation is to watch uh, uh, season one. My other recommendation is like, just watch this one with us. So if you like yeah. it, then you can go yeah. back and watch it afterwards. You can watch them all in order or out of order or whatever, whatever you want. But um, yeah, if you're like, 
you could watch the first season to like get a sense if you like true detective you could also just watch this one along with us so yeah yeah i love that about this show i mean i'm nuts and like i will watch all of the things because i just i just want to know i just need to know i need to know what everyone's talking about why is everyone talking about this but i love nobody was talking about true detective season two jess (laughs) (laughs) no one nobody was well they were in a bad way though and i was like is it that bad i need to check it out um, but yeah, no, I love that about an anthology series is that you really can jump in at any time. And like the lovely thing is well, not anytime you, you should watch episode one, <laughs> you two, probably three. should start with the first episode. Yeah yeah. 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 But they also will like possibly learn from mistakes they made in the past as well. Right. So like season four could very well be the best season of the oh. series. We have wow. no idea. I'm just going to put it out. The there. beauty it's of possible. being, you know, doing the kickoff pod for a show. Wow. Be the best it could be the show. best. Are you not going to watch something that could be the best show? It could be better than Succession. Stop it. We're not. That's impossible. Amanda almost got me to say Succession earlier, and then I didn't say it, so I saved it for now instead. I was trying to tease Jess. Yeah. Um, Well, we're going to be talking about it a lot. As we said, Amanda and I will be live right after the episode uh, finishes airing. We'll chat about it. Um, We'll see if we'll we'll be live on YouTube sometimes. We we shall see. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll we'll chat. uh, We'll give give everyone a recap of the episode um, about a day later. So, Jess, uh, you and I will get together to do a deep dive on the episode, bring in guests, search all sorts of Reddit theories, et cetera, et cetera. And then, of course, Mike Bloom and Latonya Starks will be comparing season one to season two. I am sure they have a way to cover for the fact that the episode lengths are different between the two mm-hmm. shows, and I'm sure that they will cover that in their kickoff pod. Wow. Um, anything else we should say before we before we wrap up here? Uh, um, mm, yeah. Just excited mm. to, to, to get into this. I think that this is going to be uh, an interesting one to talk about. Like, I love the um you know these these kind of shows are fun to podcast about because even if we're saying it's like not that kind of classic murder mystery you can start to solve the crime along with the detective so um that's always really great podcast fodder and i hope that people will join us in the discord and on social media and share all their theories as we go along yeah. Seriously, though, I love a wacky theory. If anybody mm. listens to the Yellow wow. Jackets deep dives, give me your wackiest theories. I absolutely adore them. I love a tinfoil hat theory where I could just like sink my teeth into it and be like, yes, this brilliant, incredible. So I'm really excited to be able to do that because it's been a minute. I mean, honestly, I don't think I've been able to do it since Yellow Jackets season two. So I'm ready to put my monocle back in and my super cool Sherlock hat on and well, I probably should. I probably should wear a winter-appropriate hat, huh? <laughs> I'm gonna wear a tinfoil hat. Ooh, oh, yeah. nice. <laughs> what's the what's the hats with the earmuff things? I oh, want one of those. yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think like Aris Biskowskis used to sell hats like that. Mm. Well, I'm gonna need to get one for this podcast, but I'm ready. I'm gonna brand a tinfoil toques. I think. Uh, okay. Isn't that good? <laughs> a tinfoil toque. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, I I'm excited. I feel like uh, with all apologies to the Gilded Age, we really haven't had a Sunday night HBO show since. Um, I was gonna say the Idol. Uh, wow. You know, <laughs> that 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 speaks volumes, Grace. I don't. What came out just before the Idol? I can't even remember. Uh, I, so don't, I don't know. That was Succession. Was it Succession? Succession is the idol? Yeah. Yes. Wow. Oh, I thought you were joking. And I was like, I no, don't no, know. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. For real. It no, was I couldn't remember. <laughs> wow, it's been a big drama. been a big drama. I mean, people love the Gilded Age. It was very much beloved. But uh yeah. Uh so yeah, I feel like in my my 
Twitter. It's like basically Sunday morning would be like, yeah, for for a while it was like, oh, House of the Dragon is on, uh, The White Lotus mm-hmm. is on, uh, Euphoria yeah. is on, Succession is on, uh, Last of Us is on. Uh, so I'm excited to get to get that back. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so we'll be here chatting about it. In the meantime, uh, uh, Jess, what else do you got going on? You can find me at the Jess Sterling on Twitter. Um, Grace and I are always talking full spoiler recaps where we check out a new season of a new show every single week. We just talked Rick and Morty season seven. Uh, upcoming, we're going to be talking about another HBO series, uh, Julia season two. So it's actually a Mac series, I believe. Oh, oh my God, I could not. I can't. I never, never. I'm going to go to my grave saying HBO because I can't. I can't do it. Um, That'll be a very easy season of True Detective. She was just really mad. But... <laughs> I'm just so mad about Max. Yeah, uh, that sounds like a good show name. Mad about Max. Uh, mm. Anyway, uh, and then over on Shit Ninety Shows taught me we're covering Felicity, and we just announced very recently that we're going to be watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer wow. for the first time ever. Wow, Both of us completely so unspoiled. So I'm really excited for that journey as well. So yeah, that's where you can find me. Very fun, Doctor Amanda. What about you? Um, well, I am covering the curse with you, Grace. We yeah. are in the the home stretch with uh, just a couple episodes left of that uh, of that show. And um, with Ariel, I'm covering uh, Six Feet Under season two, and we just scheduled our record for the first episode of season two. So we'll be back with the Six Feet Under podcast in your feeds next week, and you can. Oh, keep that's up. an HBO show. That is HBO. That's back when back when HBO was HBO kids. Um, and you can always keep up with everything that I'm doing on Twitter where I am at Dr. Amanda R. Uh, yeah. So in addition to the stuff I'm doing with Amanda and Jess, I'm also covering Fargo, an amazing season television. I actually think uh, it has uh, quite a lot in common. It looked kind of like the tr- the, the crime nature of, uh, of true. Yeah, they're weird kids. cousins, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would I would consider checking out Fargo. Um, and then yeah, movies with Ariel each week. Uh, we, we chat about Ferrari. Uh, <laughs> last week. <laughs> Uh, beautiful grace mm-hmm, thank you thank you um and we'll be chatting about something next week we always, got, we always chat about movies we did our top 10 movies just you and i did uh both yeah. the top 10 movies of 2023 with mike bloom and then we did a uh, 2024 preview of television so you can check both those out uh 2024 preview you be very excited for many things that are coming yeah. so uh, including True Detective, which we talked about. So we will be back. Uh, I, I have not said this whole time when the series premieres, which is January 14th, Sunday, January 14th. Um, and we'll be here with tons and tons of coverage. Um, make sure you subscribe, posterrecaps.com slash True Detective. Um, or you can subscribe to any of our podcasts at posterrecaps.com slash subscribe. If you want ad-free versions of any of our podcasts, you can become a patron, posterrecaps.com slash Patreon. Um, yeah. All right. I think that's it. So uh, we'll see you uh, January 14th to Detective Truly. All right. Bye. <laughs>
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.